0: Welcome, kids at the back of the bus, neighborhood walkers, bike riders, and the kids who get rides from their parents. Oh, an extra special shout out to the surf crew today. This is a summer school edition of High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my house this evening. But first, summer school is still in session. So how's everybody doing? We're in the home stretch here. End of the summer, almost. It's a shame. It comes too fast. It goes too fast. Especially as you get older. Did you do your homework, by the way? Last I checked, John Cusack's still blocking us on the High School Slumber Party Twitter page, so obviously you haven't done the first part. But did you watch Orange County? Good. I'm glad. This movie came out when I was in high school, and my guest is someone that I went to high school with. The Foodie Films man himself, Kyle Reintreed. But before that, we need to talk awards. A couple weeks ago, we witnessed the only award show that matters. What am I talking about? The Oscars? The Emmys? The VMAs? The Independent Spirit Awards? The Source Awards? Wrong. I'm talking about the award show that gives you a surfboard when you win. The TCA's, the Teen Choice Awards. So I thought I'd give you a rundown of some categories I looked up. I'm sorry, I watched the show, so I know them by heart. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So I looked up some categories of the Teen Choice Awards that were interesting. And, hmm. So, oh, Zack Attack, a show on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Those people will be very, very happy with this, because The Greatest Showman, like Cleaned House, choice drama movie. Zac Efron, choice drama movie actor. Zendaya, choice drama movie actress. That's a big deal. Hmm, let's see. Chris Hemsworth, choice sci-fi movie actor for Thor. (laughs) I love how everything's choice, because I guess it's like surfer language or like teenage language. Oh, I like this one. Choice fantasy movie actress. Carrie Fisher. Very well-deserved. Very well-deserved. I wonder who picked up her surfboard. Never mind, I watched it. Okay, I'm kidding. I didn't watch it, but I will watch the clip of that later. Choice throwback TV show. Friends. I'm down with that. Speaking of Friends, a former Friends alumni took a lot of awards here. Cole Sprouse. I know you were probably thinking I was going to say, like, someone who everyone thinks is on Friends, but Cole Sprouse played, well, with his twin brother, one of Ross's sons, Ben, on Friends, and it looks like he's cleaning house as Jughead on the TV show Riverdale. Wow. That's like the top teen show now, I think. Wow. Again, I sound like such an old man. Um, So, yeah, he won Choice TV Actor. Some other stuff. Oh, Choice TV Ship. I guess, you know, shipping two characters, Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhart in Riverdale. Uh, what else? Uh, well, Riverdale won choice TV drama. Maybe I should check out Riverdale. I, I do mostly movies, but, you know, maybe I'll pop in. There's a lot of love for Jughead, I see. Is there really a more iconic trophy, besides, like, all the regular trophies, of, like, the secondary fun award shows? How can you do better than a surfboard? I remember being a kid and watching this in Stone Cold Steve Austin winning a surfboard, and I'm like, that's a cool image. Stone Cold Steve Austin on a surfboard. But uh, I guess you get a blimp for the Kids' Choice Awards. So, like, kids give you a blimp, teens give you a surfboard, adults give you a boring statue. You know what that sound means. Let's dive into Orange County. So, pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's. Because we're about to get our party on. So let's take it away with a song that was super popular at the time, featured a lot, and it's this movie, for comical reasons, I think, but, you know, also popularity reasons. It's a song you liked. It's a song you downloaded on Napster or Livewire. Don't pretend you didn't. And it's Butterfly by Crazy Town. Class dismissed.
1: lady Come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you my pretty baby, I'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you my pretty baby, I'll make
0: your legs shake, you make me go crazy. Orange County came out when we were in high school, right?
1: Yeah, I didn't. I saw 2002, but I didn't see when so i don't know if it was i'm assuming it's a summer it feels like a summer movie right it came out in january so you're very wrong oh. <laughs> so we're talking oh okay that explains this movie a lot this is like a pre 9/11 movie through and through <laughs> we have we've had those discussions before not
0: necessarily about orange counties but how so
1: just like comedies were different before nine eleven, I don't know. Like it just has such a light hardness, and still, I mean, also two thousand two. Like we've all, I know we've had these discussions before. When does a decade begin, and when does a decade end? So it's like technically, I feel like each decade begins a couple years into what is like the numbers of that. I mean, decade.
0: culturally, perhaps, Cult- yeah, culture, like yeah, nice. yeah, not like. No, no, I, I hear you with that. Did you see it originally in high school?
1: I might have seen it in theaters.
0: I I think I saw it in theaters, too. And I re- definitely remember seeing it in high school because, well, last time we were on American Pie, we, we talked about our jaded friend um, ah, that we both went to high school with. Yes. Now, I remember seeing this movie and really, really liking it and coming to school and him just bashing it, saying how stupid it was, how he commented how unattractive the leads were. And how Jack Black was dumb. And I was like, oh wow, I'm really discouraged by that. <laughs> <laughs> but I really liked it when I first saw it. Did you have any memories of this film? Or?
1: Uh I definitely forgot how many like cameos there are. Oh my god, the cameos. But the biggest thing I think this might have been my first introduction to Jack Black, actually. Well I really don't recall Yeah, him like you know, in the in a very Jack. Black role like this. Well, de- I think
0: it was definitely one of his breakout roles, but I'm glad we can talk about a Jack Black film. Everyone, you know that voice. That's Kyle Reinfried. Hello. Kyle Reinfried of uh, Foodie Films now, which you yes. can plug at the end, but yes. feel free to. Th- Would this be a Foodie
1: film? Because there's orange... Because there's a. I wanna. I. You know, so there's like <laughs> a few things like on well, f- Foodie Films that once I. I I have a little, like, a bunch of questions I ask a guest at the end, but once I have, the, you know, it's going to get to a point that I have reoccurring guests, and then even, like, I'll try to then have another guest on in the same episode, but if, let's say, both you and Man's you're on an episode, I want to still have, like, a little segment towards the end where I would ask questions, so I think one would be, like, fun, like, maybe, like, a quick little, whoever can name the most... Movies with food in the title, but aren't food movies. Nice. Like, a, like a little, so that could a be a competitive yeah. trivia. Yeah.
0: Movie trivia. Not your strong suit, but we won't. No, re- not, not my strong <laughs> no, no, suit. No. We won't read that. Spot,
1: on the spot is not my strong suit. Fair. On the spot. In everything. Johnny on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but of course, Kyle and I hosted PS
0: I Love Hoffman, also on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Yes. So you can check out that if you haven't already. Or not. It's up to you. But uh, I mentioned Jack Black because I remember in the early days of P.S. Love Hoffman's career... P.S. Love Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> I remember in the early days of Philip Seymour Hoffman's career, he was up against Jack Black for so many roles.
1: Jack Black could have had, like, a totally different... Both not a to- Not a totally different career. No, but I think more Jack Black. <laughs> very much would have had, like, um, almost a, a, a career closer to, like, John C Riley who does comedies and like will have your dramas out there like your Gangs of New York and your uh Perfect Storms and and you know bo- even even Boogie like i obvi- Nights. boogie I'd it, that's a perfect example yeah. that was a role that Jack Black was possibly going to get before Phillips york Hoffman uh definitely had it so it, yeah it's just uh Jack Black was brought up a lot on PSL of Hoffman so this is fun yeah, no, this is, we
0: can do the black cast. I, th- I think we came up with a name at some point. I'll have to l- listen to the old yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman tapes. But, um, <laughs> Kyle, you've been on this show already many times, at least twice, but multiple episodes. But yeah. You're, yours always turned into a two-parter. Trying to make Orange County not a two-parter, but introduce yourself for
1: our uh, our audience. Kyle August Reinfried, the Northern Valley, Old Japan, class of 05. Go Golden Knights. Go, yes, go Golden Knights.
0: And if this is your first episode, shame on you. You haven't been doing your homework. But if it is your first episode, Kyle and I also went to school together. We graduated the same year. So we have a rapport there. And again, Orange County, a film that came out when we both were in high school.
1: So So January of 2002. So fresh 2002, freshly squeezed 2002. (laughs) Sorry. Low low hanging fruit. I'm sorry. Again, another. (laughs) Fruit puns. This episode's going to be all about fruit puns.
0: So, Kyle, Orange County, it's a movie. It's a high school movie for sure. Yes, but it's also about and a very important part of the high school process is the college process.
1: It uh, it is, and I'm very thankful that we you know like once once that was over with, and that is no longer won't be a part of my life for many years to come (laughs) unless I have. A kid and have to you know help them through that journey but i learned a lot so i'm I'm like i am i i always have advice for people i yeah i really wish i could do that aspect
0: all over again yeah because um speaking of my college not necessarily college experience but the experience of getting into college i did not care i'm the oldest of my family and Mm -hmm. my parents didn't really both of them didn't go to four-year colleges and I, I just, like, didn't care. I ended up going to St. John's. It's a great school, though. I didn't... I mean, it's pretty And you good. love Queens? I love Queens. I love New York. But yeah. I was a huge fan, and still am, sadly, of the St. John's basketball team. Yes. <laughs> and it was one of these things, like, I always just figured I was going to go to St. John's because if, like, the Mets had a college, I would go there, too. Okay. It was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got in, and they didn't require an essay. And I said, sure. And I went, and I really... I really wish I went through the process more. I didn't visit a single school. Wow. Um, I just, like, I did not care. So I was very different to Shane in that respect.
1: Was it the only school Sean, you applied Shane.
0: to? <laughs> no, I applied to a couple. I applied to just, just local schools, so really.
1: Ramapo is the only school I applied to. Although I went and I looked at... Uh, three, Madison, four... I think you looked at Yeah, F, uh, and then also uh, SUNY Stony Brook. Wish I went out there. Oh, yeah. Long oh, Island. Long that, island. That now, our times that we spent out on Long Island, I, I just think about, like, our being, like, yeah, our yeah, romantic out, time times, our, our brocations <laughs> uh, out to the North Fork, and I'm just like, imagine, like, being out there, Twenty, you know, you just, like, you for your, my birthday's in June, so it would have been, like, for, like, my senior year of college, like, le- you know, to be you know, legal to drink and, like getting into wine earlier. I don't know. <laughs> that would have been like, cool. And that
0: school has, you know, has had a really pre- upped his reputation. And
1: it, had a pretty, it had a pretty decent film program from what I remember. But And now I heard it's pretty
0: good. Yeah. Stony Brook grads. Let us know how, what you think of SUNY Stony Brook. But I guess tell me a little bit more about your process of getting into college. I know your sister had been to school. Your sister went to a very good school. And yes. You were more familiar with the getting into college process uh, than I was.
1: Now see, like, I mean only in the sense that i had uh, a sister two you know two years older than me that she applied to like i think maybe three maybe four schools but uh, and got into her uh reach school and everything i mean she got she she you know she got the she has brains i got you know i've got my looks that's all, that's <laughs> all i got i got you got the body she you, got the brains <laughs> Uh, No, so, so I mean, I really, <laughs> I'm not stupid, but I'm a, I'm a, but I no, but I'm a. <laughs> I just, wanted, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, I'm not stupid. stupid. No, but I'm just, I, I'm a, I'm a slacker, and especially in high school, like I just totally, like, I don't think either of both of my parents are like two of the hardest working people that I know. My dad didn't go to college for, I mean, he, he got into college, but then it was just like whole family business stuff. And then my mom, she started by going to William Patterson and then uh, got sick and then ended up uh, just going back then. You didn't have to go and get a bachelor's degree for nursing. You just go to nursing school. So she has her nursing degree. Um, but yeah, so like – they, they didn't go through, like, you know, the, that traditional route, and then my sister, it was just like she got into her, you know, reach school and everything like that, and uh, but as far as just applying to schools, I, I looked at, yeah, again, like three or four, and the, but I only, I didn't even, I, I technically didn't apply to Ramapo, I, there was... You just showed up, took classes, like that, yeah. like that in the <laughs> uh, <laughs> th- That would be the smartest thing, that's the, that's a. Best way to get an education, people don't get a degree. Just go to the classes and learn. <laughs> you could yeah, probably you just sit you in. You a don't need a certification yeah. or something. I don't know if that's allowed, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like obviously not if you're a doctor or something. But if it's just like a, <laughs> a uh, surgeon, <laughs> uh, but no. So uh, with Ramapo, you know, when like colleges would come around to the high school and like you could, you know talk to a representative and I, or whatever.
0: I, 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 not to cut you off, but just to be clear, if anyone's listening and not familiar with Rampo College, I mean, a lot of people on the Cageville Podcast Network went there, yeah. but it's very, very close to where we grew up. Which, yeah, that's,
1: there, so there's a whole bunch of reasons that I kind of regret going there. I would
0: say it's our local state school. It's Between a, that and
1: Montclair and William Patterson. Yeah,
0: I mean it, it's one of That's the right. three in this highly populated corner of New Jersey yes. that we grew up in. Uh,
1: but yeah, so a representative from Ramapo came around and spoke with them, and I wanted to do. I couldn't do what is that called? Immediate decision because you needed to have two out of three things: uh, class rank, a GPA, or a or the proper SATs. I had the GPA, but due to the very competitive school that high school that we went to education wise my class rank wasn't anything special even with I forget what I had I think it was like a 3.4 or something like that so I didn't have that and I definitely didn't have SATs because I sucked at standardized tests and I just so I couldn't do the immediate decision and that was the only way that you could go there and have an interview with somebody so I just said to the guy I was like I just want to come I'm not trying to do immediate decision I just want to come in and have like a one-on-one like interview because I know that like that's my time to shine. So I went in there, I interviewed, and at the end, the guy was just like, You know, I don't have an official piece of paper for you right now, but you got in. So I didn't, no application fee. I showed uh, like a couple of films I made in like high school film class. And films then I
0: wrote, huh? So no, actually, no. It was I'm before. Kidding.
1: No, no, no. But it was even all it was was the. I remember how I redid the Bohemian Rhapsody music video. There was two versions of that. Oh, that's 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 what I showed. and It was oh, just so man, funny. I was going to be like, oh, so I got you into college. <laughs> so so your whole life, yeah. Is uh, on me, no, I'm kidding. But yeah, so I mean, that was that was me getting into college. But I just, I wish. You know, I, I now now I I wouldn't trade it for something else because I made. Well, we wouldn't be on this podcast network if I didn't go to Ramapo. That that's, so that's, that that's that that
0: sucks. We'd have our own, and we'd be making millions instead of Joey and Manzi. Yes, exactly. I kid, reaping
1: guys. all the benefits of our brilliant ideas, uh, <laughs> Woody, Woody banter, and so, so on and so forth. But you know, I I have such a great group of friends, and then I did get some like early work in uh, my career in production because of uh, people I met at Ramapo. But by all means. I wish I just like went to, like, I still, I, I don't have a, uh, a, a college football team that I root for. I'm not a big, uh, college football person, but I, I would, I guess I'll have to go with my, my quarterback of my NFL team. And I wish I went to, like, a school like Ole Miss or something like that. Or maybe, I mean, your, your one brother went to, uh, Tulane, Tulane.
0: Yeah, you would have you have gotten into New Orleans a lot earlier. Like you said, you would have gotten to wine a lot earlier. You would have gotten to New Orleans a lot earlier.
1: I would have died a lot younger. <laughs> <laughs> I let's, let's face the facts. I uh, of treated, dying this I, tr- year. I, yeah, exactly. I treated my body horribly in college. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I would have got I have no idea. It's just no. I you, I can, yeah. you know, it's like I mean, it's one of those things that uh, maybe the second time around I'll, I'll I'll get it right, but I won't. Uh, remember because that's not how, uh, you know, <laughs> that's not how it works. That's how it works.
0: I, I definitely, uh, was in the same boat in a lot of respects. Certainly, I, I could tell you I was too immature to go to college. Yes, and, uh, same here. Know, same here. should have taken like a gap year. Yes, or
1: something. our culture has not embraced that. Like, that is, there's two of the, if there's two big pieces of, uh, pieces of advice that I'll give to my kids or I am now an uncle. That and I'll American give.
0: culture in general.
1: American culture in general. <laughs> but, like, two big pieces of advice I would say is go to a school that's in a college town that is something that... So that's... I said, like, I would love to go in Ole Miss or uh, Tulane. So, I mean, but whatever. Like, a forget even a D1 school with a cool sport team or whatever or in a big city. Just even... Uh, just something in a college town. Mawa, New Jersey, not a college town. <laughs> and so, like you, like, I mean, part of a big part of college is just you growing socially, and then as far as, like, there's no, there were no bars to walk to, and I don't know if that's not what you go to college for, but it is, it's a big part, is just, like, being part, like, social networking, community, and that kind of stuff, and you just don't get that in a non-college town, and the other piece of advice I would give is, unless you're just like, I know exactly what I want to go for and stuff like that and you just really start prepping yourself in high school and maybe even like intern some places in high school take a gap year either if for some reason yeah, you're fortunate enough that you have the money that you work through high school or your parents are willing to give you some money travel for a little bit because when I started traveling at the age of like 28 internationally I'm meeting so many like 18, 19 year olds that they're getting to see the world and experience stuff and you just and you just appreciate the world that much more and and the little time we have on it, and then also you meet people, and you could just find a totally different career path, uh, or even besides that, take a year off and work somewhere. Work. Maybe, maybe try to work in the field that you want to work at, like, a bottom-level job, and just see, like, it's all not all the glitz and glamour you think that it's going to be. Yeah,
0: or I even say, like, to cer- certain people who are interested in that lifestyle, like, join the military for a year or two, you know? I, well, that's one I big thing. As As
1: someone that, like, now would be forget there was I think that was in like it was in some political move. oh it's in we covered it is in the Ides of March, Ides of March where yeah, they where they had like Huffman. yeah where they had some kind of you know they're saying oh for George Clooney to as you know a candidate program, to, yeah, yeah the program there really should be something that once you turn 18 doesn't have to be the military but there should be government programs and I think that would just help from our uh, environment infrastructure just people yeah, Peace Corps stuff yeah like Peace that, Corps just America like or any or kind of or if you like obviously if if you're into like engineering some department with that just freaking cleaning up parks like whatever but just something that could also then go towards college credits or maybe some money off towards college or just obviously feeling good about yourself and do and doing something and learning a bit more about yourself yeah this is the deepest like and not (laughs) like that i'm trying to make crappy jokes on any show ever
0: and if you wonder why we're talking about college so much on a high school podcast and you have not seen orange county yeah I'm going to do what I do every day. Ah, Every day I host this podcast, at least. And that's read the back of... It's a DVD cover this time, because Ah. for some reason I own two copies of Orange County. Cool. So you know my rating will be later. Is it a full or widescreen version? No, both are widescreen. I don't allow full screen in my home. Good. (laughs) Okay, here goes. Back of the DVD cover, Orange County. Rising young stars Colin Hanks and Skylar Fist head up an outstanding cast, including Jack Black, Catherine O'Hara, John Lithgow, and Harold Ramis and Lily Tomlin, in this outrageous coming-of-age comedy. Sean Brumder is content to be a bright, talented, but unfocused Southern California surf slacker until the day he discovers a novel by acclaimed author Martin Skinner. Inspired, he suddenly realizes his life's ambition to leave behind a mind-numbing Orange County and study creative writing with Skinner at Stanford University. But after being denied enrollment uh, due to an admission error, Sean is forced to seek help, not only from his girlfriend Ashley, but also his hopelessly dysfunctional parents. Sorry, I'm just thinking of stuff in the movie. Stoner brother Lance, and a host of what? circumstances. <laughs> and a host of hilarious circumstances to
1: make his dream of escaping his hometown nightmare a reality. There's parts of this movie that definitely remind me of you, as far as we, uh, a film we made in high school, Lost in Suburbia. And you definitely, you know, you, you wrote that and that, that was about like a kid going through not, not even at that point are we, I guess a quarter life crisis, uh-huh. but, uh, but just about the boredom of suburbia. And so bo- point being a comment on where they're growing up and as is. Uh, Sean's on Orange County and his thoughts and escaping And I mean, you haven't, you haven't come back. He, at the end, realizes that he needs to stay there. So you're to, saying I
0: should come back and move back to Bergen County, New Jersey to discover
1: my... Roots. To the, yeah, to the Northern <laughs> Valley. If, uh...
0: No, I mean, I, I watching that, I noticed that too. We don't really... Uh, sometimes we can't choose our influences and just like in this movie, our influences choose us. Yeah. And, like this movie, I found Orange County at an interesting time in my life in high school. Uh, I, I know this seems silly because this is like an MTV produced movie. Mm-hmm. And I watched this movie and I was like, oh my God, I want to be a writer. Like, while we're watching this movie, it makes so much sense. Of course, that didn't work out because I'm hosting this podcast right now. You could still end <laughs> up being a writer someday. That's the great thing about writing. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe, maybe. But I this movie really, really influenced me a lot. And for like a silly high school movie... It, I thought it, at the time was a lot smarter than that, and I've just I haven't seen it in a while, and it really didn't disappoint me that this time because I kind of expected worse because now you can read all the critical reviews. It's it's not very great reviewed on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm gonna look that up right now. I saw that
1: Roger Ebert liked it, so that's cool.
0: Yeah, looking it up now, 46% by the critics, 61% by the audience. So I mean, fresh audience, rotten yeah. critics, but not terribly rotten, you know, not one of the worst movies we've done. But, you know what the big criticism was? Oh, and on? I don't agree with it. It says that there's too much gross-out humor in this. Not at all. And, come on, compared I to feel the like, movies at the time?
1: Yeah. This Well, for a cameo role of Ben Stiller, that he's the king of, like, some gross out moments and stuff like that oh, in his for sure. movies. So uh, Yeah, let's just, let's get into this cast, by the way. It's, yeah, great cast, great like cameos, a some, couple of, a, Some cameos are better than others, I'll say. Yes.
0: That. Uh so in terms of cast, obviously we said we had Colin Hanks. Yeah, son of son of Tom Hanks, obviously. Thomas Hanks, yes. <laughs> Thomas
1: Hanks. <laughs>
0: uh Jack Black, yes. son of no one I know. Skylar Fisk's uh, son of daughter of Sissy Spacek. Correct.
1: She looks a lot like Sissy Spacek. Yeah, I don't know. She kind of looks like who, who I I thought she looked oh, kind of like um uh John Hurt too. You know, she, hmm, I can right? see that. <laughs> right? Which is a tie into all the John, something that John Hurt was in and another <laughs> Um, other, Brett no has, William Hurt William Hurt William Hurt I oh, always mix I, always, I knew you meant William always Hurt always mix up I the you, two like
0: I, I didn't think I made John sounds so too. much
1: more casual than William and William yeah. was uh, William is you know the guy <laughs> that the that the alien jumps out of in, uh, in Alien
0: uh, Catherine O'Hara who's great yeah you know, the mom in Home Alone, but she she's in uh, Best in Show and some other, I think... Other yeah, all the Christopher Guest movies, for the most part. Um, you have John Lithgow, who we mentioned, who's... Yes. I love John Lithgow. Lily Tomlin, who's great in this. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about some of the cameos, Ben Stiller. Chevy uh, Chase. Chevy Chase. I, I mean, his cameo is just kind of blah. I know. Like, it just... Wasted. Useless cameo. I'd Wasted. That. that could have been played by anybody, and he really didn't sell it, so... Probably worst cameo there. He plays the principal. Yeah. And it's just, it, what is it, like a 30-second scene?
1: Now, people, June is just around the corner. Let's talk graduation speakers. Ideas? Uh,
0: Tony Morrison. She's in town that same weekend for a book signing. She's won the Nobel Prize.
1: Interesting. Dana, didn't you say you have a cousin who's friends with Britney Spears?
0: Yeah best friends <laughs> They're talking about who to get to speak at their graduation. Yeah, yeah. And, and... Uh, our, our main character Colin Hanks is like, "Oh, let's get Tony Morrison. She's in ha- she's in town." And he's like sits to one of the other girls like, yeah. D- "Isn't your cousin's friends with Britney Spears?" <laughs> And he looks like they just play oh baby baby yeah. it implies that he has the hot through Britney spirits. but yeah, a wasted cameo. Kevin Klein, Kevin Klein, yeah. You want to count that as a cameo? I think that's more of a meaty role than that. But yeah, him ah, and him I and, Kevin Klein, him
1: Harold Ramsey, like Harold Leslie Brandeis, course, Leslie yeah. Mann, like they all have like this smaller Lily. Yeah, Tomlin. I don't really count Leslie Mann as a cameo because she no. wasn't too. Same big thing with at Lily Tomlin.
0: Point. Well, Lily Tomlin's been famous from no, but I don't think that's a cameo. No, she's no, that's a, couple not a cameo. Yeah. But I'm saying like. Lily Tomlin was known at the time. Yeah. I don't think Leslie Mann was. Yeah,
1: Leslie Mann in a movie that her
0: husband doesn't produce. But it, there's a lot of Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, die, there I are, means, yeah. You know? I think yeah. Mike White, who I want to talk about, plays the teacher. Oh, yeah. And he's the writer, and he wrote a lot of other films, and he wrote a lot of episodes of Freaks and Geeks. And, he, and
1: he's in stuff with uh, Jack Black. He's yeah, he, School no, of he rock. wrote
0: School of Rock. Like, is, is this bigger Jack Black thing. Mike, Mike White is an interesting guy, but I, the, one of the most memorable things about this film is that teacher, like to me. Now, when I say Romeo and Juliet, who comes to mind? Dana?
1: Claire Danes.
0: That's right, Claire Danes. Who else? Leonardo DiCaprio. Right? Who else? Well, you know, someone else was involved in that movie, who in some ways is as famous as Leonardo DiCaprio. And his name's William Shakespeare. And some great movies are based on his plays. Hamlet West Side Story Talented Mr Ripley Waterworld Gladiator Chocolat like i always that always stuck with me where he's like
1: oh just like a person that was just like i guess i'll teach <laughs> right like does it is that like that kind of vibe yeah, like you when you have a teacher that just isn't a Teacher, they're not <laughs>
0: the whole spiel with like like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, he's like Romeo and Juliet, what do you first think of? And the girl's like Claire Danes, and he's like, <laughs> Yes, yeah, 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 who yeah, else yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. And he's like, Someone just as famous as Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. is associated with this film, and that's William Shakespeare. I want to touch on setting before we jump in a little bit more. Does this movie do a good job to you of setting what Orange County is? Because before this film, I didn't really know much about Orange County.
1: Um, I mean, we don't really get to see. I mean, we see the beach, and we see one of those, like... California seems to have the craziest high schools, I think, <laughs> or something like that. Like, they just have very... They're always very modern yeah, and, like, very open, different than the East. open, like just, like, separate buildings that you walk from class to class because you just have weather, nice yeah. weather, yeah. But besides, like, the... I mean, it might just be beaches or whatever. Oh, I guess it does a good job, because between the two wives... And then, so Catherine O'Hara and Leslie Mann's character, and then the kind of person that John Lithgow is. So I guess between, like, the characters and that kind of just, like, zero responsibility and just, like, kind of a little bit of Peter Pan syndrome. Yeah. So that, combined with, like, the surfer dudes at the beach, combined with just, like, that the high school setting, I guess gives me enough of... But for someone that has never been to Orange, or at least, maybe, I don't know... Is LA's not in Orange County. No, right? no, no, no. Orange. It's LA County, probably. Oh, yeah.
0: I get Anaheim's. In Ana- Orange County. Uh, okay. I'm sure you've driven through it on your road trips because you went from San Diego through Los to Los Angeles. Correct. Besides Real House Eyes of Orange County. <laughs> after this, the O C came out the next year. Obviously the O C is more dramatic. Yeah. But that kind of started setting this like the tone for what Orange County was because before that I never even heard of yeah, Orange County.
1: California. Which is on
0: this soundtrack.
1: Yeah. California, here we come, right back where we
0: started from, California.
1: But, based on the credits, featured
0: shot. more in, uh, obviously, that show. Yeah, it became the title. And then I, you know, you really get a sense, too, of Orange County, because it's a setting of Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of, this era is kind of like a, the prime of fiction about Orange County itself. Mm -hmm. But I I liked it because, like you said, we grew up in somewhat of an affluent suburb. I wouldn't call it Orange County because we weren't surfing or anything like that. So I I could relate to it in that
1: sense in terms of, like, the McMansion. Yeah, yeah, definitely from, like, the Parents that just like kind of let their kids get away with murder uh, and that kind of stuff. Besides movies, I'm not that aware of like pop culture. I don't know how much you pay attention to like pop culture right now, but definitely like you were growing up, like as teenagers, you were much more aware of like the bands that were popular at the time and that kind of stuff. I had no idea that this was um, even, I don't think I wrote it down, but what's the name of the band that sings California? Phantom Planet. And that's Jason Schwartzman's band? Yeah. I had no idea. He kind of left before they got really famous, though. He left, like, he wrote this song, though. Yeah. So that's, I, I just thought that was cool because that's, I mean, I can't wait for you to cover Rushmore, one of my favorites. <laughs> no, Jason Schwartzman is in Phantom, or was in Phantom Planet.
0: Yeah. And his brother, Jonathan Schwartzman was in the band Rooney, which also gained like very much California fame. Oh, okay. And very this movie kind of reminds me of that store Hollister. There's still Hollisters at the mall. But you know Hop, like yeah. Hollister at the mall, like there's a certain scent to Hollister. Yeah. There's a certain vibe when you go inside Yeah, Hollister. you can wear
1: jeans with flip flops.
0: <laughs> the fashion in this film was very typical of what the fashion was. Baggy pants. Yeah. Baggy like clothing. <laughs>
1: it was very like yeah, late nineties or 2000s. and they're believable high schoolers. It's like I really felt like, um, for yeah, the for most part. Yeah, for, yeah, for the most part. The, I've I mean, definitely the ch- seen his the
0: one surfer friend with the like little soul yeah, patch, the one with spiky hair and soul. Yeah, yeah, he's in other stuff. Him well. and
1: L- Lonnie who dies. Yeah, or is, is that wait? Is that Lonnie's the one who dies? Yeah. yeah okay.
0: So kind of a familiar cast, big cast. Um, yeah. Any any particular scenes you want to talk about? Or, or... <sighs> I mean. The, the, the crux of this film, really, is how, you know, he's only applies to one school because Lily Tomlin, the guidance counselor, tells him that's okay. Yeah. Because he's a shoe in Because he is, like, he's very smart. He's the president of but his it, class. Yeah, but at the same
1: time, she's just, I mean, a very clueless guidance counselor and says to him, like, oh, Berkeley, right? And then, like, oh, and, what's, and, <laughs> oh, and you go to breath, school right? here? Like, yeah, I go to, like, I mean, you're, you know, like, all that stuff. And then she eventually, like, some... You know, slacker kid. You know, is, gives yeah, the transcript. Brumder or something like.
0: Nine forty. No, 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 no. I had a fifteen twenty. No, it says nine forty. That's not my transcript. That—that's Shane Brainerd's transcript.
1: And you are? Sean Brumder. Mm.
0: No. No, you didn't. You couldn't have. You sent in the wrong transcript? <laughs> they mix up the transcripts, and he doesn't get into Stanford, which is Marcus Skinner, the, the author of the book that he discovers on the beach, uh, works at Stanford, and he wants to finish... He wrote a novella, and he wants to finish it as a novel. Yes. And he thinks Marcus Skinner can help him because you know he idolizes the guy. And his one singular focus is getting into Stanford. It reminds me, actually, of a... I'm not going to say her name, but a girl we went to school with who really, really, really wanted to get in. I think it was Stanford, too. And I don't think that was the only place she applied to. And she did not. She did everything in her life to get into Stanford. Oh. And she ended up not getting in. And, and had a mental... Had, and had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. In. Yeah. And, I, and she was a smart girl, too. But... When you're so focused on that, which neither of us were in high school, but Mm-mm. when you're so focused on that and it doesn't come through, I definitely get his his panic because <laughs> was, we should touch on the families quickly before we dive into scenes. You know, he, his parents are divorced. Yeah, John Lithgow plays his father, and is married to Leslie Mann. Yeah, He's, and ch-
1: cheated on his on Catherine O'Hara with yeah, Leslie Mann. and yeah.
0: she's and Leslie Mann at the time. You know, she she's what she can she has to be thirty or something at least at the oldest at the oldest. Yeah, yeah. she's like. <laughs> Even when when uh, uh, Colin Hanks comes in, she's like checking him out. Like she's like, "Oh, have you been working out?" Yeah, it's just like a kind of like a trophy wife situ- situation, and she has like a. They have a child together. He's mm-hmm. like a little bratty kid, and the mom just uh, and she, which she says very explicitly, she's like, "I had sex with Bob four times," but the mom, Catherine O'Hara, married like an older. Immobile, yeah. <laughs> Guy who's losing it, just to have a nice house of money. Yeah, essentially for the money. And Jack Black plays his older brother, who's drugged out. <laughs> like Lance. Lance. Lance, Lance. So you just have to say
1: Lance. That's <laughs> all you, you have, have to say. Sitting on the couch. Yeah. But
0: I bring that up because I love when he gets the letter first. First, he calls home because he's like, "Hey, yeah,
1: uh, did, did you the have mail to do me a in? favor check the mail."
0: And he's like, "Oh, you owe who's me Wait, no.
1: First, he's like. no sean's not home (laughs) no this is and he hangs up he's like no lance this is sean (laughs) oh okay well can you wait like and it's just all this confusion of the mail yeah and then he goes to the front door
0: and it's like such a hassle to him he's like you owe me (laughs) and he got the letter but i like when you know uh sean comes home and he opens the letter and and he, he gets rejected because of the clerical error that we discussed. Mm -hmm. And you see Jack Black like, almost giggling in the background. (laughs) This is it. This is my future right here in this envelope. Hey, you're blocking the tube. Oh, sorry. (sighs) We regret to inform you that your application to Stanford University was not accepted. Wait. What? What? I didn't get in. I didn't get in! What?
1: Uh,
0: But uh, I don't get it. (laughs) No. I don't (laughs) understand. You're overreacting, dude. I didn't get into college and check me out. I'm kick ass. Dude, don't worry yeah, about you're, it. Yeah, you're totally freaking out. I didn't go to college, and I turned out fine. Yeah, look <laughs> at me. It
1: turned out fine. Yeah, definitely one of the more like this should be a very easy to repair situation, especially like when the that couple like the girl's grandparents like come over or whatever. All he need, I know like that's like a screwed up scenario. And it's like Jack Bucks you're in you know, is like on the table or whatever, and that kind of stuff, but all he needs to say to that guy is also, like, there's been a mistake, and then sh- says, yeah, like, all you have to do is show that this is your transcript, and you allowed this person in with my transcript.
0: Yes, yes, okay, and, and I hear where you're coming from, but I really tried to analyze this aspect of it, because I, I thought, hmm, maybe this will be an error. So, his girlfriend is... Good friends from way back, with like the head cheerleader, who happens to be Lonnie's ex-girlfriend, whatever, and she has a lot of dirt on her. They show all those like little flashbacks of she had sex with uh, her friend's younger
1: brother, yeah, and then the two a, yeah. friends of Lonnie's, <laughs> at, like the funeral, at the she, funeral, and they do
0: flashbacks of this. had a threesome with yeah. his two best friends, the guy who died, and then he she also a had, lesbian gym teacher, had sex or with a, a lesbian janitor, a janitor, yeah. well, obviously, you know, like obviously. Um, all the three of these things are sex things. Yeah. And she has dirt on her and her grandfather is on the board of Stanford. So it's not absurd because she actually basically calls her grandfather and, I mean, off camera, but you can tell, she ba- he comes over right away because of that is, it was a mistake. Yeah. So all he's really coming over for is just a... He's not gonna like admit him. He, I mean, he he knows he got into the university. He just wants to check that he's like a Stanford material. Stanford material, yeah, because that's important to him. I mean, Stanford, one of the best schools in the country. Like the legacy thing is important. Great to baseball him. program. So uh, among other things, great sports in general. They go over there, and it's panicky because the mom doesn't want him to go. Uh, doesn't Catherine, want to leave. Know, yeah. Catherine O'Hara, the mother, doesn't want him to leave Orange County. And she's all, like, drunk pretty much all the time, but she even gets, like, more <laughs> drunk. Huge glasses of wine. So it's not so much that, like, it, it is an easy thing to rectify, but on the other hand, it's, it he screws it up even further because he's, like... Yeah. I think the grandfather's more thinking, like, it was a mistake that you even got in, so yeah. now I'm gonna block you from it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'm so glad she didn't drink the pee. Oh, yeah. You know, because that would have made it so much worse. So, you know, Jack Black, you know, he needs clean urine, and the grandmother <laughs> almost drinks pee, and she doesn't, and he's screwed over there. Then, you know, he also goes to his father to get a loan. I do like that aspect of it. It kind of reminds me of my own father. If I, you know, if I, I told him, oh, I want to be a writer, <laughs> what does he would say, he's like, why do you want to be a writer? You're not oppressed, you're not gay. A writer?! What do you have to write about? You're not oppressed. You're not gay. Not all writers are gay. Yeah, well, they're all poor. I can tell you that. It's not true. What what, what about Tom Clancy, Stephen King, Anne Rice? Three people in the history of literature. Well, the truth is, I don't care about making money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what story do you have to tell? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, look, from a father's perspective... I wouldn't say those words, but you kind of get it. Like, a little, like, I mean, you know, I've built, like, a nice life for you, theoretically, and you want to struggle and be a writer.
1: Well, that's a, but also, I mean. You
0: get both sides of it, really.
1: Oh, yeah, I get both sides of it, but yeah, writing is, so, I mean, what, then you're, what, a literature major? Is that what, was that what the degree is? You mean English major. English major, creative writing. So, I mean, like, I don't know, if someone, if I, if I had a, Giving a, a lot of advice to, a child. to your child yeah. today. No, but like anything, I mean, hey. So I mean, I went to school for communication arts concentration, digital filmmaking. But like, I definitely should have done more of like overall media studies and that that kind of you know like world of it mm. versus very much just focusing just on film. Like when you're going after like a specific art, you have to have the talent for the art. So if you have the talent, it's not like you have to take that that those if you have the talent, then you do that stuff like outside of the classes, you go around, you film things, you sit around, you write something, and then you have your peers or your colleagues or your then you could bring it to trusted advisors and have them critique it for you. But then other than that, yeah you get like a degree that has a bit more of a possible you know uh, just stable income. Yeah,
0: options really. Options. The only thing I'll say about that, that is I love options. <laughs> the only thing I'll say about that is yeah, that's why you probably need to take a gap year or at least some people because you got to be mature enough to understand that. You know, I wish I was mature enough.
1: Yeah, I def- definitely <laughs> was not. I I just it, there it's a concept like you, that you just is very difficult to grasp because you're hearing it from people that you're hearing all these other like the, that's you. You get advice from people that is re, that's really good advice, or it's stuff that like you don't want to hear. As far as like, oh, at the party, don't you know only drink something if it's in a uh, you know sealed contain. Like all all this other worries worrisome stuff. Versus this is this is good advice that you should be you know everyone should retain.
0: Absolutely, I took some notes before we get to. Um I do want to get to plan C when they go up to Stanford. Yeah. <laughs> but I took some notes. One, th- we should have said this earlier, but it's Colin Hanks in K- King Kong. Yes. Peter Jackson. And so is Jack Black, right? Yeah. So this is like a pre-King Kong prequel, or I guess it takes place later. Yeah. It's funny. I didn't think about that. Like, yeah. And they
1: and they actually, like, they're yeah they're, like the crew, the film yeah, crew. They, yeah they, It's
0: not like they're both in the movie. They're both like part of Yeah. They of the have like people. a lot of dialogue <laughs> together. That's funny couple other things. Did you notice how many times, and I like it because I think they kind of mock it too, they play that, like, come my lady, come, come my yeah. lady, you know, I guess it's called Butterfly.
1: Yeah, the little dance number Crazy that's the town. Girls. That song was so popular
0: when we were younger, and it's such a, no <sighs> offense, Crazy Town, but it's an annoying song. Yeah. It's like rap rock. Although I thing. loved
1: seeing the women dance to it. <laughs> the cheerleaders. Yeah, the cheer- well, it's the cheerleaders, and then... Is it then? It's his oh, realization man. at the party up at Stanford. Oh, called. Yeah, they keep playing it. And, yeah,
0: and, but that's like a uh, unifying <laughs> song, and that yeah. and that song was so again so damn popular. I forgot about it for years, and then I was reminded with it, uh, like the douche guy, and well, there's a lot of them, but the. I forgot his name in Silicon Valley.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. This guy Fox. Yeah. Figured, yeah, yeah. This guy Fox. I don't yeah.
0: remember his name, but I love yeah. that actor. And when he's like pulling away in like one of his fancy cars, that song is playing. Really? Like, <laughs> That's a perfect song for him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really, really funny. Um, Oh, another thing that I noted. So we covered another Colin Hanks film in the second episode of this podcast. Get over it. Mm. He was like um, a secondary character in it, but in that film, he's taking care of a dog that humps people a lot. And in this film, um, the Skyler Fiskes character picks up a dog on the highway that starts humping people. I'm like, these two teen films that he's in, he has dog humping. Yeah, some. Tri- <laughs> I guess a trope tropies. <laughs> I don't know. I guess he's like the dog. Maybe he likes it. Oh, I did get over it. Here's a funny thing that happened in that film.
1: Do you think I mean, so, you know, he's of the age that you'd be in to be in these films, but like do you think a lot of people are maybe like trying to groom, because groom him like his father? 'Cause I mean, early on, like Tom Hanks was in, you know, Bachelor Party and
0: I know the whole thing of the children in this. I mean, both these leads
1: are children
0: of stars and this movie was really promoted up on mtv because i the mtv is one of the producers as like this is tom hanks kid this is sissy spacex kid and i feel bad because like they kind of had to break that you know but possibly possibly they definitely used it as yeah. kind of um, market i remember seeing th- something from the premiere and, and they interviewed tom hanks and he's like i don't really want to He wasn't a jackass about it because he's Tom Hanks, but I'm here for my son's movie. I'm not here to talk about my things that, you know, he didn't want to take the spot from his son. And Colin Hanks has had, I mean, Skylar Fisk. I think she's like a musician now, so she didn't have much of an acting career after this. But uh, Colin Hanks has not had his father's career, but he's certainly worked.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've got the son of Tom Hanks, the daughter of Sissy Spacek, and then also the director. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? Yeah. Is the son of legendary writer and director Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, Jake
0: Kasdan. Lawrence Kasdan, who... Star Wars guy, that's yeah, what I think of. And
1: jo- and Which J- one jo- was he involved with? Lawrence? Yeah. Uh, five. So A- Empire, Return, Force Awakens, Solo. I mean... <laughs> and then what else? And John Kasdan... Wrote solo with his father, and that's uh, it's, there's Jake. J- Jake is this director, and then there's the brother J- John Casden.
0: Yeah, so this is
1: like great cast, but also like great children. Yeah. <laughs> of
0: of famous people.
1: Can I can I just do like I love this spider web that like kind of comes from this movie for a second? Sure. We've got so it's again the director is Jake Casden, son of Lawrence Casden, who wrote The Big Chill that Kevin Klein is in, yes. and then also Jack Black in High Fidelity, one of our favorite movies, comments on The Big Chill because of uh, the song uh, You Can't Always Get What You oh, Want. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> <Immediately> <laughs> so it's just, just like... A, because of its association with The Big Chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. And you
0: know what? The Big Chill is a movie. I don't know. We haven't found the podcast that discuss it on yet. But we need to one day find a home for the big. Yeah, show. oh, definitely. The, we. That I wish film. they
1: could. They, they prepped dinners for one another in that movie. <laughs> what a stress! Can't stretch. one of those characters like one's an actor? One, you know, like when we do our death sneaker. movie,
0: our death movie
1: podcast, <laughs> Jeez. death and movies, Goldblum, <laughs> Goldblum movies. Yeah, no. Out of out it. of those act out of that cast, which I would say him and then probably, I don't know, Kevin Klein or. William Hurt or Glenn Close. You I want like to do a podcast? Yeah, do a, a podcast. It'll be Goldblum. Goldblum's blowing yeah. up so much yeah. right now. But, ah, huh. Yeah. <laughs> ah.
0: I just want to add that Jake Caston directed the, the newer Jumanji, which, I mean, he's a big producer now, too, but I mean, that movie did really well. Yes. I didn't see it. Did you see it? I saw parts. Of, how did I see parts of it? I don't know, oh, but like, I am I, I'm, I'm I was happy with that movie because it's, everyone was like, do not fucking do another G movie. Yeah. But like from everything I read and hear, like they were able What's to keep the, the integrity of the it. The rock
1: cannot do wrong. That's that's the thing. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. If you want to like forgive something, put the rock put the in. rock in it. Oh, but he also directed one of my favorite um I think you know, the, the, we don't live in a world of that many spoofs anymore. Spoofs were a big you know mm, like yeah, you know, know between between the eighties and the nineties, spoofs reigned and in the, I think around like two thousand six, two thousand seven, we got Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox, story, the Dewey yeah. <laughs> Cox story, and that is one of like in the past. So when did that come out? Two thousand seven or something like that. That so, I mean, so it's already eleven years old. But that's one of like my favorite comedies in the past twenty years. Wow, High Like praise. It I I love
0: it. So so I bring up Jumanji though because Jack Black's in that too.
1: Oh, yeah, wow, so, so yeah. they
0: have like th- there's a big web here with Orange County,
1: yeah, and then what was the one, oh, and then also when they're up in just like as just you know like degree situations, uh when they're up at Stanford, Jack Black has. You know, the scene with Jane Addams, who is in happiness with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, connection and, there. Yeah, connection there.
0: Speaking of Stanford, I definitely want to get into this
1: aspect of yeah. the film. So. We, we have an another Academy Award winner in that scene, Nat Faxon. Yes, yes, no, I want to talk <laughs> about him. So let's... <laughs>
0: So plan C to get him to Stanford is, and yeah. I love it because I think it's like eight hours to, to, yeah. to uh, Stanford, Palo Alto. And he's like, Jack. Black, a turn he's, three. Yeah, let's just go up there, you yeah. know, let's do it. And they agree. And like he's got a Bronco. And, then, and Love that Bronco. And they drive up. They said in three hours to Stanford, <laughs> who is it? Um, Skylar Fisk, Colin Hanks, and Jack Black. Mm-hmm. And, well, one, it's that conversation in the car, and he's like, I got ideas, man. Like, <laughs> you no, know, I'm going to do something with my life. He's like, I want a t-shirt that says, like, talk to the hand. <laughs> <laughs> so they go up there, and the admissions office is closed, and they say, oh, we should, we should find the the dean and Jack Black's like, I'm on it. And that's when he said he, he they break in and, like, or sorry, just Jack Black breaks in. And yeah. And Jane Adams Jane and they, like, smoke up and yeah, end up. up lighting the place on fire. Hello there, beautiful. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, what are you doing?
0: Uh, hey. Cutie.
1: What do you want?
0: Well, question is. What do you want?
1: Listen, uh, do you want me to call public safety?
0: Do you want me to get naked and start the revolution?
1: I'll take that as a maybe. He's someone that's, again, along, like, with Philip Zimmer Hoffman, makes people that don't just have, like, average, people that have like average bodies are a little out of shape, like comfortable with their bodies. So well, thank you, Jack Black. I'm,
0: I'm glad you bring that up because uh, obviously there's the fire and then Ben Stiller, has, and Ben Stiller was really hot at the time. If you watch the trailer... you was sitting next to a fire. Oh, sorry. <laughs> if you watch the trailer... <sighs> Um, yeah it's a different voice yeah they, they have a different voice in because they didn't want to like ruin him at <laughs> it's, not role, no, no, it's not a funny role though
1: he doesn't do your typical like oh yeah big man with your you know your fire think but, you're all but, cool token like you know <laughs> like, it's not like
0: Ben Stillery <laughs> no but he uh, Jack Black they have, a f- they have a funny interaction but it's more Jack Black being funny he's like yeah she you know hey hey what's your name uh, Joe John what
1: Hi. is it Joe John name's Joe John Johnston, Johnston, Joe. You wanna tell me what happened here? Uh, dude, it's a fire. I don't know. I came by and was checking out the fire.
0: Well, that lady, uh, Mona, she said that you two were in the building when the fire started. Yeah, she's a liar, because I don't know her. So whatever, whatever she says is a lie, so.
1: Okay, so you're saying you weren't in the building with that woman? No,
0: not I. All right. She started it, all right? Because
1: she was like, I hate my job, I'm gonna burn this mother down. And I said, you better not, you better not.
0: She said it was an electrical fire. It was,
1: it was a total electrical fire. It was like uh, the switches had sparks coming out and the sockets and uh, it's like the 4th of July, man. Why aren't you wearing your pants, Joe? I tripped and uh, then I had to take them off to run faster out of the flames. (laughs) I think I nailed some smoke. (laughs) <laughs> Will you excuse me w- One second I'll be
0: right back <laughs> We got a sprinter Five foot five No pants Unkempt Portly She said like It was gonna burn This mother down I hate my job Yeah and It's like, it's like she it's said It was electrical, electrical fire. Yeah, yeah electrical. electrical fire Yeah And he like runs away We got a runner <laughs> and he, and, But he calls him Portly And that was funny But then I'm like That's literally like One of the skinniest I've seen Jack Black You know he wasn't That big there No so like it kind of made me think like, oh, I kind of feel bad like. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, there's that that scene. But they Harold Ramis you bring up is in this film and my bro- my
1: fraternal brother. Yes, you you uh, Harold Ramis was college. your older brother at your fraternity. Yeah, not not the same chapter. <laughs> but he's the brother of Zeta Beta taw. Yeah, it seemed like you forgot the last letter there. Yeah, for a second. Because some people say tau, some people
0: say tau. Uh, Okay, (laughs) so uh, he's the dean, and we mentioned Jack Black has a lot of drugs, and he mixes up the bottles, and he says he has a headache. And uh, Skylar Fisk, who I think is good in this film, she gives um, what's labeled Excedrin, but it ends up being... They, like, bleep it out in the film, because... I think this film would have been better as an R rating, by
1: the way. So they say, oh my god, he's high on, and then they cut it. Yeah, so, well, he's definitely, he's so it's not, because they mentioned earlier in the movie, they say speed. He's definitely not on speed. So this is, must be... Seems like an ecstasy kind of Yeah, thing. some kind of ecstasy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there uh, wasn't Molly at the time, but something like that. Yeah. Something along those lines, whatever
0: it is. And then, you know, he gets high, and they're like, they kind of, not trick him, but sort of, you know, he, he pleads his case. And like they drive. That's when they drive to the mission building, and then
1: it ends up being on fire. Hey, Harold Ramsey's and Chevy Chase in the same movie. Oh that's yeah, that's a, a good point. Wow, Caddyshack. Pull uh, a of, well, yeah. this is, again, this is a
0: film of Hollywood royalty.
1: Let's yeah. let's be fair. Yeah.
0: So they were able to to get a lot of that. But you you brought up Nat Faxon because there ends up being a college party. Yeah. And there's two aspects of this college party that I really really like. So Skylar Fisk and Colin Hanks they have their little yeah, a little fight because she, you know, the whole time she's a little resistant, but in a nice way of, like, he wants to go to Stanford, but it means they're going to break up, and he's, like, so gung-ho about it and mm, it upsets yeah. her, and she ends up going off um, kind of on her own and going to the party, and she meets Nat Faxon there, who, by the way, is definitely too old, even at that time, to be a
1: college yeah, and student. and just has, like... I I can't think of, like, a national park right now, but, like, in his mouth as far as his teeth go. Like, I just don't... (laughs) Like, it's the most jagged mouth I think I've ever seen as far as someone that's allowed to be on screen. So just, like, that combined with his crow's feet at whatever age he is. But, hey, he ended up winning an Academy Award for, uh, what was that, original screenplay or adapted screenplay for The Descendants? Adapted screenplay for The Descendants. Huh? So, F- yeah. Faxon, with the with the, with the with the sweater wrapped around his neck. But his lines
0: in this are so like when he's talking about uh, um, how he's developed. He's a writer too, and he's mm-hmm. developing that screenplay. And it, yeah, well, it's it's vamp- about vampires, vampires, but it's really about German reunification. <laughs> <laughs> or later, when he's telling her that story, and it's like the whole time. My buddy said it was the alternator, but I was like, bro, it's the carburetor. Turns out he was right. Like, <laughs> again, like, like he's got a great voice for it. Oh, yeah. And then the other thing at this party is that, like, when um Colin Hanks is off on his own,
1: and he's, he meets a girl who's reading Faulkner, and he's like, this is the place I want to be. Yeah, and she invites him to the party she was on Undeclared, which is something that oh, okay. J- Jake worked on. I love her. She's got those, like, big doe eyes, and she and she has a scene with uh, Lizzie Kaplan cameo in this movie. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, who will
1: be in a future movie of yours, Mean Girls? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even you know that didn't even click with me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's his bubble being bursted because like, oh my god, she's into literature too. Yeah, and he goes to the party and they're like basically essentially the same as like the high school girls. Yeah, like, ah. then the girl that song comes on. Yeah, and com- then like, yeah. Oh. It's just so great because it's like this is where he starts to see the cracks is like he's built up Stanford as just like a place of higher learning or yeah, anything. but it's in the end of the day it's a college with young people yeah, i mean it
1: definitely it has short sure, does it has more potential and you know people to be creative with than I'm sure whatever school he's maybe gonna go to in orange county
0: yeah o c c which is like yeah. a, oh, oh sorry o c u which is year. like a made up college. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, it, I guess it would be like their Ramapo, you know? Yeah. Just a local school. Not a bad school, I don't think. Basically, it's what you kind of said, like just to tie it together. He basically realizes, and especially in the next scene, that it's like college and any, everything is just what you make of it, you know? And his influences in Orange County are around him. But I mentioned the next scene because he, it's that great Kevin Klein scene, mm-hmm. and he runs into him, and he plays Marcus Skinner. And Kevin Klein has this air about him where you just believe he's that author, you know. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a cameo at all. Like Chevy Chase as the pr- the principal or whatever, is Chevy Chase, you know. Yeah,
1: he he just doesn't Kevin Klein feel like a college professor? you know? he does. What was it? Wasn't he in that like? That Dead Poets Society, like knockoff Emperor's Club or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's. A <laughs> I don't know school. if it's a knockoff, but I, I, I don't know, know if it's a that's college or high school prep. Uh, I don't. But it's it's basically he's a prep school teacher. Yeah. Either way. But yeah, it's just Kevin klein I mean, just he's he's just very. I mean, he's a fantastic actor, but I think he's just someone he's. With his, between his voice and his mannerisms you just believe and like trust everything that's coming from him so he just, he, as far as someone that needed to represent what this, what it was for, for Sean like, he does such a terrific job.
0: Yeah, yeah no, and, and again, he basically says like you know, uh, Faulkner didn't leave the South or you know, that you don't need to come to Stanford and be a great writer. I think he wants them to, but he...
1: Characters are unique.
0: Well-drawn. The mother. Drunk. Arguing with all the maids. The brother always passing out everywhere. And I love the girlfriend, the bleeding-heart animal freak. She was my favorite. Yeah, you really love your characters. and It comes through in the writing. <laughs> Thank you. I, I never really thought about it that way. Yeah, my only criticism... Yes. Oh, please. It's it's what I need. You need an ending. I know, I know. I I just I don't know how to end it. You should figure that out. Maybe I can help you. Well, uh, didn't get into Stanford. Yeah. So uh, so that means I can't work with you. I want to be a good writer, Mr. Skinner, but I'm just afraid that if I don't get out of Orange County, it's never going to happen. You don't have to be afraid of that, Sean. You are a good writer. And every good writer has a conflicted relationship with the place where he grew up. Joyce, Faulkner, Tolstoy. And that's what I remember loving about your story. It's very conflicted. Because at the beginning you think these people are doomed. I mean, this family is heading for disaster. And then, as you read on, you see that there exist beneath the surface these very real connections, these deep relationships. (sighs) What I took from your story is this, that even in a world where people can be superficial and stupid and selfish, there's still hope. Was that the message
1: you were trying for? Yeah, I don't know if it's the best piece of advice. I mean, you should go, I think if you can get a better education, go to the place you can get a better education.
0: Yeah, but what I think is redeeming about that is, so he sent him his, his book and he liked it. Um, and he says, like, you're already a great writer. You don't need to come here to become a great writer. That, Yeah. And I think that's generally true about a lot of things, especially artistic things.
1: Oh, yeah. so, so I was saying before. If you're in that – you can do that – if you've got the talent, you can do it anywhere. But just get, like, then get the education or get whatever – more knowledge in the best way that you can. Sometimes just, college is just best for the connections, right? Yeah.
0: But he, he's already made one here. Yeah. So his trip to Stanford ends up being fruitful. Yeah. I guess the last thing about the Stanford stuff, and really, like, you know, we, we tie the movie here, but is the whole, um? I guess they have sex in the car on the way back, and Jack <laughs> Black is, like, he's, like, passed out, and, uh, so the you Atlanta!
1: know... Lance! Obviously,
0: they end up getting back together. And he's like, yeah, he screams his name, but yeah. I think he's actually it's, awake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, but... Yeah. It just, it's, a little, it's on the trailer, too. He just, like, gives a little yeah, gives smirk. <laughs> and, uh, which is kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. It's his brother. Yeah. But that, it fits for that guy. Kind of. It just also but the, that scene just... Seemed like a little out of place because it's not like a movie. It just seemed like a scene that was in a movie where they had conversation like, we haven't had sex yet. And like, that's the way they.
0: No, but I mean, honestly, I don't mind that. This is where I don't understand the critical consensus because I think it's so much smarter than a lot of. We'll call it, like you said, it's closer to a 90s movie than a 2000s movie. Yeah. It's so much smarter than that. Like, that it's not about finding love, for example. Yeah. It's just that he's already in a relationship, so there's not like a sexy romantic lead that he has to get get into you know it's like it's his girlfriend it's about maintaining that relationship and it's not um it's not a sex comedy but it's just like he says i love they say he says i love you to her when he's apologizing and it's just like a romantic cute little moment they have and this is a film that breaks a lot of the tropes and i think that's why i like it especially the tropes of what i've been seeing you know yeah, you're obviously becoming a master of, and it's like wow, high schools. And I really books. just appreciate that because most of these movies have like a nerdy guy who's into the popular girl, and he somehow gets her. Mm-hmm. And that's not this. No, they're
1: just two like very average high school students. Yeah, and she, right. I mean, he's very good at school, but, like, in terms of, like, in the social structure, I'd say... Yeah. yeah, and social, like, it just seems like, so he likes surfing, and he just, like, had, like, a group of friends they hung out with, yeah. and, and I'm we didn't, like... Yeah. yeah,
0: she's not very fleshed out, but her big thing is that she likes to save animals, Yeah, which is very she's much a really ki-
1: kindred spirit, yeah, like, very a, much a, and kind, and... Environmentalist, and Yeah, again, she, I, like, I'm not saying she's the best yeah, she Yeah, wa- she wants to... She says that she's going to, to be OCU be marine because yeah. it has a good yeah marine and I'm sure program. it does you know it's yeah
0: it's, I think it's by the beach <laughs> um so I have to say though, this is one of the most happy endings I've seen in a film everything gets tied up
1: yeah with... no and I, and I like it it doesn't have that like so i mean it ends with so after his friend Lonnie dies, he stops surfing, so he finds the book. And then that like, and then he just decides to stop surfing. And this is that he decides to stay in the OC with his friends and his family, and doesn't have to go to Stanford to become a great writer. And then he, he's just he puts a book in the sand for someone else to find. And then he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go surf." So no, I, I that to me is just like a nice, like, yeah. s- smart in the sense of just poetic. And, and it makes sense. Yeah, know. it makes sense. It's just a nice, well-rounded story. Yeah, because he he realizes he can still write at home. Yeah. And
0: he likes the people that are around him, and he appreciates them. And he he doesn't have to be a snob about. He doesn't. He suddenly doesn't hate his surfer friends. Yeah. He appreciates them for who, who they are. So we should we should mention that you know he ends up getting into Stanford because the dad actually donates money to, to
1: yeah for the new admissions bill which, which his yeah. son Jack which, Black yeah burns down.
0: <laughs> we should also mention that cute little. I don't want to call it cute, but the whole thing where the mom and dad get back together.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, that's like the la- the last thing I wrote of my notes. But, you bang mom? Yeah. <laughs> so John
0: Lithgow comes over because he feels bad that he had a little like fight with his son, and obviously he's not there, and then he starts talking with uh, Catherine, Catherine O'Hara, yeah. and they realize, you know, like he basically is like, I fucked up, let's get back together. Yeah, he's together. like, I
1: leave work and I find myself here, like <laughs> yeah. driving past here. Yeah. I love when Leslie Mann stops by and like he's like oh, I want a divorce. He's, he's like, oh okay. Yeah, and she's he's like, you can have the house. And well, what about and whatever the kid's name yeah. is? And she's just like, I was thinking joint custody. Oh, perfect. Like you want to take him now? Like <laughs> she just has zero desire for yeah, like early, parenthood. And
0: earlier in the film, she's like, she says to Colin Hanks, like, Bud's getting fat. Did yeah. you like mention it to him? <laughs>
1: Yeah, this isn't, like, I mean, I think this other movie is funny, but to think of, it's actually, it came came out around the same time, it's about getting someone to college, and Leslie Mann's in it, stealing Harvard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And while I like that movie, and I think it's funny, and it's, you know, it's uh, Tom Tom Green. Green? Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, it's Tom Green and Jason Lee, Uh, Dennis Farina's got a good role in it, and like I said, Leslie Mann, but... That's a much more. That's all about. That'd be like if the movie was Jack Black, Colin Hanks, and S- Skylar F- Fisk trying just just that part of trying to get into the yeah. admissions building. Yeah, probably. if you like expanded that, that into an yeah. entire screenplay. So that's more of like because that's that's like the funny, straight up like trying to go for like laughs moment of the movie. I think. I mean, anything that's involving Jack Black. And I mean, but he's still, this is a very, this is like a subdued Jack Black, but I love just even when he goes into his room, when, you know, when uh, Sean goes into Lance's room and Lance is just like a little tumble over his bed, just like extra, <laughs> or when Sean, like the grandparents like leave the house and, you know, it says like, you'll never be part of Stanford. And he just like walks into the pool and Lance goes uh, running and he's like Sean, Sean, and he's wearing like I don't think he's maybe he's wearing like a a wife beater underpants and socks and he's running. and He takes off his socks before he jumps into the pool. <laughs> like there's a lot of like fun little yeah. moments like that. But the but the heart the Stanford stuff like that's the most you know. Yeah, that's like it becomes
0: almost a little bit Jack Black's movie. Yeah. Do You want to hear something funny? Mike White at the time with Jack Black's neighbor. And he wrote this character specifically for Jack Black, and there's almost zero impro- improvisation. It's all, which I thought like this would be like Jack Black just going yeah. like, riffing and like trying to steal this, not not in a dick way, but like s- stealing the spot. Like every time he's on camera, you notice him right away. But apparently, like he just knew uh, Mike White knew Jack Black yes. so well like, <laughs> he just he just, knew, yeah. <laughs> there was no one else that like could. Not could play this, but like that he envisioned for that role, so it was yeah, just yeah. like things Jack Black would say, things Jack Black would do. But did you know he's wearing a wig the entire time? I read, I read about that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's pretty... so funny. <laughs> oh man! So anything else you want to touch on Orange County? Any other scenes, things you wrote down?
1: No, I mean I just love anything, obviously Jack Black in the movie. What did I write down? Uh, do you want me to get naked and start the revolution? <laughs> That's a great line. Uh, yeah, I just wrote down Nat Faxon, Oscar winner, Jane Adams, PSH Happiness, Ben Stiller cameo. Uh, yeah, you banked mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's like, "Oh, your mother and I are getting back together." Yeah, he's like, "Wait, you banged mom?" mom? <laughs> uh, I was wouldn't put it that way, but yes, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, John Lith- John Lithgow is he's. I want more John Lithgow in my life. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's, he's great, great at everything he does. <laughs> also, yeah, and the tie-in. Then he did because you know Lawrence Kazan again writing like Empire. John Lithgow did a Star Wars radio show. Then he did Yoda's voice. Oh, so really? It's like a little. It's a bunch of little like yeah, a lot of t- spider lot, web things. A lot in of in this film. This is definitely yeah. like again.
0: Also, I, I mean, didn't I, know about yeah. Orange County at the time, and I don't think a lot of people were exposed to Orange County. But it's very much a Los Angeles thing. Like you probably like it's probably more funny at the time to people. Y- yeah, there because they're like, oh my god, that is so Orange well, County.
1: That's the funny thing is that I'm much more familiar with it now, and I don't, I don't like recall like thinking. Of it when seeing this movie, whether I saw it in theaters or I mean, I definitely saw it very like then like right when it came out or something like that. But it's like when he's writing to Kevin Klein's character, he says like, "Oh, I live in a place called Orange County." Like I don't know if you've heard. like he says something along the lines of like, you know, you you might have heard you know heard of it. Like it's it's not supposed to be a famous place, but now it's just. I mean, I think one of the bigger, when people think, like, Southern California, they think, like, Beverly Hills, Orange County, Malibu, like, you know, just, like, a checklist of locations. for
0: sure. I mean, especially, like, on this podcast, I would say 25 or more percent of the films take place in the Valley. Yeah. Again, I've never been to the Valley, but Neither I feel I. like I have <laughs> from watching all these films. A couple things. Um, so this movie, again, I said, because like, MTV is one of the co-producers, was heavily promoted on MTV in an era when MTV was huge. Yes. Uh, they did a lot of these vignettes for TV, and I saw a lot of them. They're on like, the um, the DVD extras. And, and some of them are funny because it's just like... Uh, a couple of them are like Colin Hanks doing a video of like getting into Stanford and Jack Black will just like walk in the background or, or like say something. Some of them are of the teacher, Mike White. Isn't it funny? Jack Black, Mike White. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that partnership makes you think. No, um, Those are really good. And the big tag phrase and it's even a, an altered one is on the cover of this DVD that I'm staring at. But it's it was like Orange County, not just a place, but a state of mind. Uh, the, you know the famous thing yeah. but on the cover it says it's not just a movie it's a state of mind i think if i was going to remake this as much as like what we're saying it did like sell orange county in a certain way i would probably hit that a little heavier you know
1: i yeah i would show like a strip mall like right or whatever There's whatever you know whatever the
0: yeah whatever i would hit on that more, a
1: little more more
0: recreational stuff in the area that kind of stuff and just like the surfer guys, I want to see that. Like, that's more the culture than it's not just these are his wacky friends. Yeah, yeah. I think they could like maybe they just have the time or whatever, but I think they could just do a little bit of a more of a deep dive on it.
1: I think they did a better job of showing like ar- like a place like Orange County, like in a movie like Surf Ninjas, <laughs> <laughs> one of your favorites, Moto Surf, Moto Surf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you could do And that. does Orange County have oranges? Because I'm looking at the cover right now. Well, yeah, do... I
0: mean originally, um, that's. Uh... Originally, it's mostly Orange Groves. That they, okay. And yeah, no, it's very popular for its oranges. Yeah. Disneyland is in Orange County. They built that on former Orange Groves. Ah. So, yeah, it's not just a name. Okay. <laughs> I mean, because there's an you know, Orange County New in York. New York, and yeah. that's not because of Orange Choppers. Yes, Orange County <laughs> Choppers. But uh, <laughs> What show was that? It's the, like the I don't sh- think it was called Orange County Choppers, the show. Yeah. I think OCC. It was called, like, OCC? No, it was called like American something. Oh. Let's look that up. Oh, I see. The show is called American Chopper, but yeah, that's a different Orange County. That's actually closer to where we're located. The Literally. Hudson Valley. History segment here. History segment. Orange is the official color of... One of the official colors of the royal family, the Netherlands, because of the Duke of Orange. And that one is named after more, the Duke of Orange. But the fruit is also named after the same thing. Huh. The color came before the fruit. Does um,
1: Syracuse being like the Orange man have The anything? Orange
0: man, that's to do with that it has to do with the fruit yeah <laughs> and the, the duke of orange um when people discovered the fruit or saw the fruit they said hey this looks a lot like the color used by you know this dude essentially ah. there was no word for orange before and some languages don't even have words for orange hm. it, it's just like a variation it's like yellow red is the most common word around the world for orange but like we can't even
1: like it doesn't even feel like that you know amarillo rojo <laughs> A little history lesson. For so you it's there. an orange. Like, that's one of the more substantial fruits, I feel like, you know? What do you mean, substantial? You're like, oh, look at the main fruits. Yeah. Apples, oranges, bananas. Yeah. yeah. Apples, like apples oranges. bananas sta- Staples, three. right? Yeah,
0: the big three. You know, then <laughs> fruit. We should do that fruit movie podcast. Yeah. That's like your spinoff. Grapes of <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wrath. Bananas. A what do you So let's rate this film. What do you want to rate it on? Oranges? Yeah, that's easy. Sure, so, out of five. Oranges. Yeah, five oranges being the best, zero oranges being the worst, or rotten oranges. I don't know.
1: Um, how many oranges would you give this film? I'm gonna give it. And why? I'm gonna give it three oranges. It's it's a because it's a good movie, but it's not that great of a comedy. I want like I don't know. I do like my. Jack, I like Jack Black in it. I want it to be a bit more slapsticky kind of thing. I don't know. I think I don't know if Colin Hanks is like he he suffices, but he's just a pretty bland straight man. It was a good movie. It's entertaining, but yeah. it's not. But it's not as far as like so it's definitely supposed to be a comedy, and I just don't think it's like that great of a comedy. No, it's I, a good movie. Though. I hear you there. I mean, I could relate
0: to it a lot. So I'm gonna give it a little bit more, 3.5. Okay, it's an enjoyable film to me. Yeah, it's not it's not a straight comedy, definitely marketed as such. I think it's this is has the nuggets to be a
1: great movie. I yeah, that's the whole like I almost wish that they just yeah like went a bit more. That's I mean like when I say serious, I don't mean serious, but just treated it with a bit more. I don't know. No, I I definitely know Garner. It
0: Like, it should have been more of, like, a dramedy. Yeah. And I think people were expecting different... I guess those weren't big at the time, though, right? Yeah, no, and that's That's what you... Like, your whole pre-9-11 thing is not wrong, because I think even... Look, it's not as gross out as some of the critics were saying, which is just silly to me that they even said that, but you know it's putting, like, the humping dog and elements like that, because it's trying to relate more to, like, the American Pie style, when it should be relating more to...
1: Yeah, it has these, like moments of that they're trying to get like cheap laughs yeah and or just the, like generic comedy tropes and it doesn't need to do that no it doesn't need that yeah this and and again i know like the dog didn't have a payoff like the angry dog in something about mary that has a payoff because <laughs> it jumps out the window and then like is in the cast and all that kind of shit yeah it was just like
0: a silly element to make the movie more silly but again i enjoyed this film and i liked this film and and I don't necessarily like this film because it's hilarious. I think Jack Black is hilarious. I like this film because it it just, you know, it reminds me of, of myself a little bit, and it reminds me of just... Just when you're in that state, you just... You kind of just want to escape, and then... You, <laughs> It's, it's like a grass is always greener kind of movie too. You mm. know? He he realizes it before he has to like
1: go through it
0: or anything like that. Yeah,
1: they make it pretty uh, like uh, like obvious between then him seeing the girls listening to the same song and like his aha moment is right there for everyone to get. But I would definitely say like I'm sure even though it was there to get like I still didn't. That's not what I took away from the movie when I saw it when I was younger. I wish I had
0: because mm-hmm.
1: I think this movie is insightful. Absolutely, absolutely. No, um, exactly. Like
0: it's it has like really really insightful moments, and maybe maybe the tone is a little off. But it, I mean, I'm not giving it a bad review. I still think three three point five, and it's a lot better, a lot better written, and it's a lot better filmed. Who
1: than, who wrote it? Mike White. It was okay. Mike White. I, I wonder. Know. Yeah. So I wonder if he had like I don't know. I this, just this think was a personal esque story.
0: Maybe I just think that um, maybe made now it would be different. Like if I don't think it would be remade, but if someone remade this film, I think it would be a lot better of a film. Just the way that we make the language that we make films now mm. is different than the language that they made films then. Sure, and it's something again. It's a lot smarter than a lot of the films that I've watched and seen for this podcast. So if that's all on Orange County, Kyle, why don't you take this time to promote? Foodie Films or, or whatever else you want to promote. You want to promote your lifestyle brand. I
1: don't care. Just I wish I had a lifestyle <laughs> brand. Uh, I don't know if anyone would want to use my lifestyle brand if I had one. But no, so Foodie Films, uh, we started releasing on August 8th. So we're definitely, you know, like a few episodes in. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, we've already recorded an episode together and that'll come out, I believe, like early September. Uh, you're on for coming to America. Nice. I mean, that's, yeah. I'm just <laughs> excited for it to come out because I, I had fun recording that. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's what I'm really, I mean, it's fun doing a podcast that, I mean, we're just have some fun food conversations. Then we talk a specific food centric movie or just like food i mean like it's not coming to America as a food centric movie but my whole thing with that was that uh you know eddie murphy's character works in a fast food establishment in the movie so that that was our in and then you know cover a famous food scene that you randomly choose then i like i ask those uh what i think are some fun questions and i get to know either my friends a little bit better or uh i'm looking forward to i'm gonna be uh, having an episode where it's this, uh, couple, the a husband and wife, and they have a great food Instagram account. And they're also Broadway producers. And I'm just excited to ask those questions to them and just see if like, they know certain things about themselves. So it's just, uh, I'm just having a blast so far with foodie films. So check that out, obviously on the cage club network and all the places that you can find high school slumber party. And, uh, you know, hit us up on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all that on the website as well. Um, yeah, I'm sure and, oh, and I've I've definitely I've determined that a Jack Black movie, Nacho Libre, I'm considering the foodie film, he cooks food for <laughs> the for the you know, it's all the, the salad and the and the chips. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely wanna have you and the uh the corn out of my face. Yeah, the cor- yeah, exactly. Great food scene with the <laughs> corn in the face. So uh that Ramsey is a real douche. <laughs> but Yeah, I want to have you and uh, Michael Manzi on for that episode because a reunion of that. That is a movie. Yes, that is a movie that uh, all three of us tremendously (laughs) enjoy. I didn't ask this because you've answered this already, but perhaps it's different this time.
0: What sleeping bag did you bring over to the slumber party?
1: Oh well, last time I I I had my uh, Jurassic Park one, but. I This time I balled out, and because a while ago I saw that there was, to bring it back to Mr. Kasdan, there was an Empire uh, sleeping bag that I really wanted, and it's of the Tauntaun that Luke and Han ride on uh, Hoth, and the zipper is a lightsaber that you unzip to cut open. Oh, that's cool. So... And I
0: thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Bill I Hader that's
1: does a fantastic tauntaun. <laughs> Google if you want a good laugh, Google Bill Hader doing Job of the Hutt and a Tauntaun. He's like, Oh, 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 oh. oh I can't. Yes. Do that. And him doing uh Alan Alda. Is oh awesome? <laughs> Yeah, and and uh I think it's like Mr Hollywood at the James Franco oh, Comedy yeah, Central Roast. Too, those yeah. are the between those four that's just <laughs> Bill Hader, congratulations on the Emmy nomination. So Maybe, the, maybe a win by the time this episode... Maybe, um, I don't even know when the end Yeah, I don't right, know when but... the <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kyle, always a pleasure having you on. Thank you. Thanks it's so always, it's, you know, nice memory lane of PSL of Hoffman days.
0: A trip down memory lane indeed. We thank Kyle so much for stopping by on another slumber party. Always good to have him on. And you definitely want to check out Foodie Films if you haven't been plugging it a lot, but that's because it's a good show. You're going to enjoy it. Again, if you like food, if you like movies, you're going to like foodie films. Oh, if you like Kyle, too. Even if you don't like food or movies, that'd be weird. But if you didn't, tune into Foodie Films, one of the many great shows on the Cage Club podcast network, my network. That's cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. A lot of uh, cool stuff happening on the network, and You definitely want to check out the new shows, and I guest star in a lot of them often. So I'm not sure if any this week, but definitely some next week, and I'll clue you in on that. So uh, speaking of next week, your homework assignments. Your first assignment is log on to Twitter, type in at John Cusack, and ask this simple question, QQ, QQ John Cusack, Why is the high school slumber party page still blocked despite them being big fans of yours and not being a hater of yours? All we did was ask you a simple question, and we got blocked. So homework assignment one, get John Cusack to unblock us. Homework assignment two is to watch the film Summer School. You know what we need? I mean, besides bread...
1: We need a woman to appreciate what we have to offer. Freddie Shu loves to cut class, hates to do homework, lives for summer vacation.
0: Look, Freddie, you're a semi-charming guy and a real snappy dresser. You're just not the kind of guy I date anymore.
1: Yeah? What kind of guy are you date now?
0: Oh, the kind who wears socks.
1: And the only reason he hasn't been expelled yet is because he's the gym teacher. Oh, Mr. Shoup. At Oceanfront High. Congratulations. You've been chosen to teach summer school. No, I'm not a real teacher. That's all right. These aren't real students. They're unmotivated, irresponsible, not too bright. They'll relate to you. You in this class,
0: too? mm I'm teaching them.
1: No way! Right off the bat, you show
0: them who's in charge. Mm? Please take your seats. Where
1: should we take them? Who
0: is in charge? I recommend this time I uh, pass. You're gonna
1: do well, Jerome. I can feel it. I've seen some new students. Very scary. There's a very valid reason for summer vacation. The human brain needs
0: rest. I know you guys aren't exactly fired up about English. But we're stuck here. We're trapped
1: like rats. Attention <laughs> breaker had to be done.
0: Mark Harmon. You need an intelligent, sensitive man who can skate. Kirstie Allen.
1: Do you know such a guy?
0: Oh, they're hard to find. In the
1: Oceanfront High Summer School Class of 87. They're as smart as you and me. You and I. All of us. Paramount Pictures presents a new film by Carl Reiner. Summer School.
0: I love this film. It had passion plucky spirit. Dave, I agree with you. Thumbs up from me. Save here. To sum it up, I'm Jameson. I'm Dave. We'll see you at the movies. And appropriately, next week will be your last summer school class tier. We'll go back to regular classes after that. I hope you enjoyed your summer school experience. Well, one more day, one more assignment. By the way, next week, our guest will be Nick Jenkins of the Real Bad Podcast. Also, another podcast you can listen to on the Cage Club Podcast Network. So, um, you can check out, again, Real Bad, this podcast, Foodie Films, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Make sure you leave a review. That really helps us. That helps show high school slumber party some love. If you enjoy the show, comment. Tell us. Tell us on Facebook. Tell us on Twitter. Tell us on Instagram, in a photo way, if possible. Let us know. Let us know what you think of Orange County. And let us know, again, what your overall take on the high school slumber party experience is. Um, What can we improve on? What do you want to see from your teacher and slumber party leader, me? I leave you this week with... Another song featured in this film, but also probably more known from the OC. Kyle and I talked about it. That's Phantom Planets, California. Later, dudes. been on the run driving in the sun looking up for number one california here we come right back where we started from Oh, well, hustlers grab your guns your shadow weighs a ton driving down the 101 california here we come right back where we started from california